What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Financial Residency Podcast. I have a special guest on today. And to be honest, I don't even know why I'm on this show anymore because as we broke out some of the cool things that you guys can do to plan for a financially successful holiday, the title was definitely different. I had the dreaded B word in there and Taylor's like, look, people aren't going to listen and I want people to listen to my show. So don't say the B word on the show. So I said, okay, how would we like to plan this out? And then she had a very nice, thorough outline of amazing things. So Taylor, why don't you take it away? And how can those listening have a financially successful holiday? Well, this all started when Ryan wanted some more show topic ideas from me. And I talked about planning for the holidays. And I did say budgeting when I was talking about it. So Ryan took that and ran with it and just ran with budgeting and said, no one's going to want to listen to a show about budgeting. So we were on completely different pages here. He just wanted to talk about budgeting. And I wanted to talk about holidays and everything that goes along with it. So we each made a little outline draft of the show. And Ryan's was like, how to be cheap for the holidays and save money. Whoa, dude, not cheap. How to be successfully frugal for the holidays. Oh, well, don't worry, everyone. We will get to my stuff. But we'll start with Taylor's because actually she did a really good job. But that's it. Let's go. What do you got? So, yeah, we're going to talk about how to be financially successful and it doesn't mean being cheap. So first thing you want to do is decide how much money you want to spend on the holidays and you don't have to come up with any like set number, but just kind of like think about in your head, what range do I want to be in for the holidays? Do I want to be in the lower range, higher range? Like where do I see this all falling out? Ideally, you should have thought about this last Christmas and started like setting aside amount of money each month. That's what Ryan's going to tell you to do. Have a separate savings account for your Christmas. And every month you put a little bit in there. And then by the time Christmas comes, you're ready to roll. I mean, you just gave a range and talked about it. That sounds awfully like planning and budgeting to me, but I won't call it. Uh, let's keep going. Okay. But for all of you that haven't done this yet, you can change things around and say, let's say you're going to spend $3,000 on the holidays to make it nice and easy. You can set aside $1,000 November, $1,000 in December, and $1,000 in January, and then you're good. And the January is okay because if you charge stuff in December, you actually pay it in January. What? You're telling everyone to just rack up some CC debt. Okay. I see where we're going with this. No, in truth, technically you're right. If you charge in December, your closing statement will likely be in January. But please, the financial planner in me is dying a little bit. Then for the following, let's say in 2021 for the holidays, please plan appropriately. Think about it 12 months in advance is correct. Save every single month. So if you're going to easy math, $1,200, save $100 a month going forward. But okay, let's go. Things to include in the holiday spending. I know you've spent some time talking to me about all this. And so I think you've got some really good ideas. So why don't we talk about what actual gifts may look like or how that might work? Yeah. So the biggest thing is probably going to be actual gifts. Write down everyone that you need to buy presents for. Everyone from your family to your friends to work people. You can separate out family and friends from work because I feel like it's different categories. And then set a limit of what's realistic for those people. And if you're worried that people are going to judge you for the dollar amount of a gift card that you're getting, like $25 or the $50, do you really care about them? Do you really care what they think about you? Also, you can always get a smaller gift card and then throw in some food with it. Last year, they had those fancy Harry and David pears at Trader Joe's. They were like $2. 
$10 at Trader Joe's. Whereas if you order it from Harry and David, it's 50 bucks. I think I bought a box just for us to have at home because it was such a good deal, which is not a good financial move, but they were really good. So if you throw that in with a $10 or $20 Starbucks gift card, that's a pretty good gift. And it's a lot less expensive than other options or getting some like fancy, these fancy cookies at Sprouts. I went at seven this morning to get all of our Thanksgiving shopping done. They looked really good. Throw those with a gift card and you have a nice little gift for someone. All I took away from that was if you get someone between a $25 and a $50 gift card, do you really care about them? That's like super savage. Well, it's true though. I mean, because it's all the same. Because it's easy to escalate. And if you're getting presents for multiple people, you're like, oh, 25 is not enough. Oh, I should get 50. Well, that looks, why don't we just round it up to 100? And then easily you're getting 10 people $100 gift cards. That's $1,000. Whereas you could have gotten them a $25 gift card, a little something to go with it and spent 500 versus $1,000. I get it. No, I mean, it's just funny the way that I interpreted that. But yes, I I would agree. But this is, again, I think coming back to understanding what family, what friends, what work friends or colleagues you need to buy things for, writing it all down. My take on my boring list for this was to either limit the amount of gifts you're getting for people. So you write it all down and you add it up and go, ooh, it's 3000 I don't necessarily have $3,000 to spend. So either you're going to remove some people for the list or you lower the amount per gift. So this is the $50 to $25 concept. And then Taylor's got some great ideas, I think, of adding little things in there that can be added up. I think Taylor had a good idea with basically saying add a little bit of food or something else that's something small that you can make either maybe in mass quantities or the fact that, you know, maybe you can create your own little gifts and custom made gifts that the kids could do, let's say, and add it in and still be a well-rounded, nice, thoughtful gift. Or getting something personalized is a good touch too. So like my MA, I know that she loves like makeup and nail polish and stuff. And I saw nail polish online that I ordered for her specifically for Christmas. And I know she's going to love it. And it's not that it's expensive. It's that I thought about it and made the effort to get something she would like. So that can go a long ways as well. Yeah, I agree. It really isn't the gift. It is the thought that counts. There's my ooh cheesy Hallmark. I got it in six minutes. Love it. I had to get one of those stupid cheesy Hallmark ones in there. One thing I heard from a client, which was kind of interesting, of course, Taylor didn't think it was as interesting, but instead of doing like gift tags, you could actually put like photos on the gifts of like who it's for and you can make it fun and interesting. And it also coincides with reusing like gift wrapping stuff. So here's the like- Reusing gift wrapping come stuff. Come on, man. Like the concept of like the bags, right? Everyone gets these like little bags that has stuff in it and just use like some of the cheap little colored tissue or whatever. And then you can save the bags and reuse it because I read a stat that Americans spend $8 billion on gift wrapping per year. That is absurd. $8 billion, That is a B, billion dollars. So if there's gifts that you're giving or things you're doing for yourselves and exchanging gifts between couples or with kids or maybe it's with older kids or parents or whoever, maybe there's a way to reuse some of those bags. Good for the environment, Taylor. Also eco-friendly in this podcast. Ryan obviously does not appreciate nice things. So we can just add another line item here for gift wrapping supplies. You don't have to reuse things, but you also don't have to spend a ton of money to make things look nice. And it all gets torn off anyways. You can go and spend a lot on the bows, the fancy stuff, the high dollar, go to paper source, get the adorable Christmas wrapping stuff. But you can also do stuff a lot cheaper, a lot easier and still have it look nice. Just getting uniform wrapping paper and wrapping stuff. It takes a long time, but that can look nice with a simple bow. You don't have to reuse. Of course you can but you don't have to reuse things to make them still look nice. Just make a line item on your financial planning in your head. Okay. One financial plan isn't in your head, everyone. Please write it down. 
actually keep track of this crap. But I'm not saying like reuse the gift paper, like the gift wrapping. I think it's absurd that we, as Americans, we spend $8 billion. But I'm not saying reuse that because that'd be silly. But it also just so we're very clear, the kids shred that. The dogs shred it. You can't reuse it. And you threw it away. So like having it look pretty, like why couldn't you have it look pretty in one of those nice little bags and then reuse the bag? Okay, we'll move on here to our next line item, which is also one of Ryan's least favorite is Christmas decor. It's really big for us this year. I don't know if Ryan is aware of this or not. I'm not aware, but hold on. You make me sound like the Grinch. I and I put it out on Twitter just because there was a nice heated debate. It was November 1st and they wanted to get the Christmas tree out and start decorating. And I said, guys, we still have almost 30 days till the next holiday that isn't Christmas. And apparently Twitter agreed with me. Just met Twitter agreed with me. I'm just saying. But but ask Ryan how long it was till he went out to the garage and pulled in the Christmas tree. I couldn't stand everyone asking me a thousand times. So it took about an hour. So our tree is up. It's covered in ornaments. We are decked out. But Christmas decorations, they're expensive. They can add up quickly. We got more lights this year because we wanted to put lights on our kids' new swing set. It looks awesome, by the way. But there's also a lot of inexpensive ways to decorate and just kids making crafts. We made one of those like paper chain things to go on our tree last year. I don't remember why we did that, but our kids loved it and they're ready to do it this year. And it's cheap and easy. It's like construction paper and then you fold it in the ring and glue it and then like make more. And then also I looked up the popcorn stringing, like putting popcorn on a string that will entertain them for hours and we can put it on the tree as long as the dogs don't eat it. It's fine. And then also we can throw those things away so we don't have to save them for next year because I hate saving things. I hate having to store things. It's just like extra work. So disposable things that are cheap are good. And then just having quality based stuff that you use every year is good too. Okay. So you're talking, these sound like some frugal tips. I'm I'm on board with these things. Also, I think coming from fine motor skills of trying to put popcorn string, that sounds even difficult to me. I think that can help our kids. But Taylor writes some notes because she doesn't podcast all the time. I think it helps her kind of wrap things up. But she wrote here, big for us this year, not sure Ryan is aware or not. Now Ryan is wondering, what am I now aware of? That Christmas decor should be a line item on our holiday budget for this year. She said it. I got her to say the B word. I knew I could do that. And it also took 12 minutes to do that. Okay, so I know Christmas decor has been big. The kids have been talking a lot about it. I think those are all super fun things. What else do you have? I also have including holiday meals and treats on your holiday planning, financially successful worksheet thing. I didn't realize this until I bought turkey and ham. They can be really expensive. Like ham's like 60 bucks. Did you know that? I don't eat ham. So that's, hey, that's another reason not to eat ham. Everyone is like, oh, he doesn't eat ham. Yeah, I don't eat ham. But turkey? How much is a turkey? Well, I got the cheap one. It was 20 bucks. But you can get fancy ones that are like 60 bucks. I don't know. It just it all isn't adds up quickly. Turkey? Just I just I know I pissed someone off by saying that. And I apologize. But isn't turkey just turkey? I'm sure there's like organic and ones that were massaged or all the different marketing things. I honestly don't know the difference, but all that stuff does add up. And if you're having a huge holiday meal for all of your extended family, you're going to have to go grocery shopping. You're going to end up spending more than you normally do. So you can just add that in. So it's not an extra uh, burden on your budget that month? So one of my things that I had earmarked for this conversation was having extended family and whatever and doing this big, huge thing that maybe you don't have it as an elaborate dinner and that you have people over for like brunch or something super cool, like a dessert only thing. So like you don't have to buy the hams and the turkeys and this and that. You can still have everyone over. It's a little more affordable. 
it's also an easy way to tell people, hey, brunch is over because I feel like dinner then extends in and like it's midnight and everyone <laughs> leaves finally. But I don't know. That seems pretty frugal friendly to me. Not like a miser over here. I'm not trying to be frugal here. I'm just trying to plan for the holidays. So Ryan's over here trying to say, oh, I'll make it easy. Just be cheap. Just do the little dessert thing. Don't do the whole meal. I'm saying do the whole meal. Just add it as a line item so you're not surprised at the end of the holidays. But you can only assign a dollar one job. So what if we get to the end of the year here and we haven't planned accordingly and you only have so much money? You don't have endless amounts of money. And maybe what if for me to be the Grinch over here, but... It's not my why. It doesn't drive everything. So if we're talking about spending $2,000 versus spending $5,000, I don't get the same enjoyment from two or five. I'd rather do two and spend it in other things that make me happy. So I think part of this is the give and take between whose goals and what drives motivation between significant others. Not everyone sits in your camp. Not everyone definitely sits in my camp as well because we're not on extremes, but I might be on a little of a less extreme on the let's try to be frugal and enjoy it. But I still want to make it special for the kids. I want it to be fun. That's why I got got up and got the tree because they really enjoyed it. They had a great afternoon doing that. I don't want to rob them of that. But I also thought it was ridiculous on November 1st we had a tree up. Clearly, Ryan is in the non-organic cheap turkey camp here, and he is going to send everyone home with homemade gifts in recycled bags and call it a day. Hey, you're welcome for the gift. It's the thought that counts. Yes. So other things to include for your holiday spending, Christmas cards, taking the pictures, printing them and postage. I don't know why, but every year it surprises me like how much each thing costs. The pictures I understand, but like printing out the pictures every time I'm designing a card, I always save the little coupons from like Shutterfly and Tiny Prints and like all the ones that come in the mail. I have a drawer full of them right now and I'm waiting for our pictures to come back. But it adds up fast how much pictures cost to get printed. And then you have to get the stamps on top of it. So it's like, dang, do I really like all these random people enough to send all 150 of these people our Christmas card? Listen to how you talk about people. All these random people. These are friends and family. And I don't, trust me, I don't want to go take those pictures. I'm not a fancy person. Anyone who actually knows me knows I'm not a fancy person. But if they're If they're random, why are you sending stuff? Like either you like them or you don't like them. I'd rather see people or hang out with people. I totally agree. But do I really want to see, am I going to worry about the cost of a stamp? And look, this is me not being apparently frugal, but the cost of a stamp, that's what, 50 cents? Yeah. And then if it's $2 for the card, then that's $250. And for 150 people, it just adds up. You're almost at 500 bucks for those cards. That's okay, a lot. Well, add it in as a line item. And that's what you want to do. You always make us take these pictures. Like that should be included in all of the holiday stuff. So again, you got Christmas cards, Christmas decor. We've got gifts. We got all sorts of things that you're adding in. There's only so much money to go around. So that's why some of this is going to be really important. And some of it, You'd like to maybe be frugal. Well, no, I'm just saying just put it on your line item so that when you're doing all these cards, you can say, yes, I do love all these people and I want them to see my family. And I don't have to feel guilty about spending all this money on their card because it's in my budget. So we'll just go ahead and do this and everyone can be happy. And I love all my friends. I've gotten her to say budget twice. Okay, keep going. 
Last thing to add on there is charitable donations. Toys for Tots is making things super easy this year. You can buy a toy online, have it sent directly to the Toys for Tots, and they get toys in the hands of kids who need them. Their website makes it really easy. It's toysfortotsbox.com. And it's nonprofit by the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve and great organization that's highly rated. So we always like to make uh, donation an important part of Christmas too. And I think it's nice for our kids to be able to pick something out specific that's going to another child. You can give cash, but I feel like when you're giving cash, you don't necessarily know where that's going. I like to include our kids and let them pick something out specific to give to to someone else. Yeah, I think that's neat. So toysfortotsbox.com done by the Marine Corps. And I will throw in, because I'm a nerd, from a finance side with the CARES Act and changes that happened, that even if you're all W-2, you can have up to $300 as a tax, basically write-off for charitable contributions. Not ideally, or I should say normally, in order to get charity to actually count for anything from a tax perspective, you have to be itemizing your deductions, not taking the standard deduction. But this year with 2020 being crazy and all this stuff, one of the actual good things of the CARES Act is they made it so everyone can give up to $300 regardless if you do a standard deduction or if you're itemizing, um, you can do that. So if you needed an excuse to give to charity, which I don't think you should, but hey, I don't judge that you can do that now up to $300. And I actually don't know how that works with buying gifts, if that can still be counted as a deduction or not, but gifts are more fun regardless. Yeah, it's going to this and it's Toys for Tots and they're a 501c3, so you're good. Okay. Okay. So at this point, if you're over it and you're thinking, I don't want to budget, fine. You don't have to do it. Just make note of all these expenses and keep a running total. Or in January, once this is all done, sit down, scroll through your credit card statement and just roughly add up what you spent this year on the holidays. It can be eye-opening and why is this important? Ryan always talks about these things. I'm like, I don't care how much we spend. Just make it work. And really big picture, what are you working for? Like what dollar net worth do you need to hit so that you can stop working? Like where are you spending your money? Does it make you happy? Ryan found this picture of a branch hanging from the wall that was like $90 (laughs) on sale. And it was like, text this to your significant other and say it's on sale. You're going to buy it. And the responses were hilarious because literally like a branch off a tree hanging on the wall for $90. And most of the spouses were like, WTF. But some of them are like, looks great. Whatever makes you happy. And it truly, whatever makes you happy. If this is how you want to spend your money, if you like where everything went, go with it. Great. You're doing awesome. But if you feel guilty after the holidays and you want to know what happened, it's a good time to look at things and just plan for the future and see where all your money's going and all your your hard work. Yeah. You can thank Vina Jetty from Vibe Funds. We've had Vina on several times. She's an amazing individual, but also that was the meme that she had posted and I started laughing, showed Taylor and it makes me cringe a little bit, not going to lie, with a branch hanging from some like a little chain on a wall. But hey, if it makes you happy. And I'm honestly, I'm very supportive. Taylor's making me sound as be a Grinch, but I'm very supportive of all of the holiday stuff as long as we've planned ahead and we know that it actually is important to not only us, but the kids. So gift wrapping, not important to me at all, like at all. I know it has to happen. And so I look at is, can we do this in a more frugal manner that still accomplishes everything? But I would much rather donate another gift or give the kids another gift or do something that is more fun than to buy gift wrap stuff. Well, the gift wrapped expenses get hidden in like the Target and random things. So I actually have no idea how much we spend on gift wrap. Oh, I know. Trust me. Target gets a lot of money. It's how that works. Amazon and Target. 
All right. So Taylor has this whole like other options for basically not looking cheap where this is kind of my zone of what I wanted to talk on. But I think there's a few things that we can go through. And so why don't you lead us off? So this was the only thing that Ryan was planning on talking about. And the first option for saving money or being successful during the holidays is opt out. Bah humbug, though. That's people that just don't want to do anything, sit around, not celebrate. Um, But in all honesty, Ryan's dad and stepmom don't do gifts for the big kids. And when I say big kids, adults who are not living at home. They only do things for the grandkids. And secretly, I really appreciate this because I don't need more stuff. And also, it's nice to not feel the pressure to get something nice for them because they don't really care. It's not important to them. So you can opt out. That's always an option for gifts with people. Just agree on it ahead of time so you don't look like jerk for not getting someone a present. Okay. Bah humbug. I could understand this, but I really like this option of not getting people who don't care about gifts. Like my dad and stepmom just don't care. And to be honest, I don't care that they get me a gift or don't give me a gift. But to see the faces of our kids light up when grandma and grandpa send them something is amazing. They love that. And so why would I need a gift or want a gift when I can make the kids happy? That's where I come from. So like, I tell everyone, I don't want gifts. Get the kids something versus get me something because the amount of enjoyment they will get opening off that expensive gift wrap that's going to get shredded is worth probably even more than the gift inside of it for them at this point, but it makes them happy. And that's where I come from. Next thing you can do is set a limit with family on budget for gifts. And then you have to stay in that budget. And it can actually be more fun if you set a lower budget. So if you say we can only spend $10 on each person, then you have to find something that's $10 or less that you think that person's going to like or just something that's funny. This is way harder to do, by the way. I know. It's much harder than spending more money. So that's why it's fun. Or you can draw names so that you're not having to buy a present for everyone in your family. You're just getting one nice present for one person and working hard on that. Last year, even though it wasn't COVID, we did a virtual white elephant exchange with my extended family. And it was actually really fun. Other than the fact that my cousin had to mail a giant lawn decoration Norwal to our house, which is amazing. Everyone was involved. We were laughing and virtually stealing gifts. So that's a good COVID activity too. And there's a wide variety of ages and interests in my family. So it was really nice just to see what was there. And then trying to guess what things were wrapped as uh, was also equally entertaining. It was pretty fun. I dig that type of uh, gift exchange. Yeah. What did you get? You got like a Star Wars Death Star. Of course I did. That they also had to mail to us. That's okay. Next way to uh, not look cheap is to do-it-yourself stuff. It's really easy if you have kids. So right now we're making sand dollar snowmen since our kids found literally hundreds of sand dollars on the beach this year. It's a lot of work. It was absurd the amount of, like, she's just breezed over that. It is absurd how many sand dollars they found. Like, We don't park our car in the garage. And right now there's like all this cardboard laid out that is could replace an entire like SUV size. And it's filled with sand dollars. It's insane. There's hundreds of them. So anyways, we're doing art projects with them. There's a lot of time on our hands, apparently. It's a lot of time because we had to bleach them first and then dry them and then paint them. And then we're 
making them into snowmen and making some little ornaments too to give to everyone. But it's fun. The kids are having a blast. We have tons of time to do it this year. And there's tons of easier things you can do with kids to make projects and make gifts for people. And I feel like those have a lot more meaning than buying something for someone. So anything you can do it yourself is usually cheaper. And then in non-COVID years, making treats and including those with a gift card is a nice touch. And we usually just do a plate of cookies for all the neighbors. So that's easy. I don't know if they'll want them this year. Probably not. But we may still do it just because if you make an entire batch of sugar cookies, our family should not be eating an entire batch of sugar cookies ourselves. Beg to differ on this end. But also, would you want cookies from our neighbors this year? One neighbor, yes, because we know that they're very old and quarantine like very well. But like anyone else? Probably not. Yeah, I think I'm good this year. But it's the thought that counts. So we'll look like we're trying and then they can just throw them away. Well, that doesn't mean, can we just take a picture of cookies and be like, we would have given you these, but we ate them because we knew you wouldn't? We can try that. All right. I'm going to try that. I think some of the neighbors think it's funny. And then the uh, last thing is to give your time or give an activity. It's harder to do right now. And it's also easier to do with kids and adults. But but like if you have a little nephew saying, I'm going to pick you up and we'll go to the aquarium, we'll go to the park, we'll go on a hike or something like that, that can go a long way at reducing waste and reducing costs and what you're spending on things. So what are the ways to reduce waste, Taylor? Because I feel like there's other ones that we have talked on, like stuff for the kids. Like we do an Amazon wish list for the kids, which I think is good. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to talk on for being successful during the holiday season was gift receiving and ways to reduce waste there. Because just as I hate spending extra money or wasting money on stuff, I really don't like getting crap like that just makes a mess or just stuff that's messy or just too much stuff stresses me out. If anyone sends us a glitter thing, by the way, they are immediately off the Christmas holiday, everything. Done. Yeah, Anything you're, has you're not getting a card next year if we get any glitter. No, I've made that very aware to my family. Nothing with glitter comes into this house. That I will be the Grinch on. For our kids, the biggest way to reduce waste I have found is to make an Amazon wish list. And we've had this for a few years and I add to it throughout the year. If there's something that the kids want or something they're interested in, I bring up Amazon, add it to their wish list. And the kids don't actually know that this exists. If they saw it, I think that they would want everything that's on it. And it's nice for birthdays and Christmas because all of our family has a link. And then when they want to get something for the kids, they can look at that. And it's stuff that the kids are interested in right now. I always put books on there. I always put like socks and underwear and like clothes and things on there too because they still get a little bit excited about that. It's waning a little bit, but. Um, Wyatt does not care at all at this point. No. Ruby, I think, will always care because she changes 17 times a day. I think she'll always care about that. Wyatt's like, I don't. Yeah, the pants are soft. Thanks, mom. No, he really likes socks lately. He wore the same That's pair true. of socks for three days in a row last week and I did not realize it. We did not know it at all. And then he's, he thought it was the funniest thing ever. Like he fooled us. His which he teacher did. was like, wow, you must really like those socks. I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't realize that he hadn't changed them in days. And he thought it was the funniest thing ever. It was super cute. Yeah. The other thing that Ryan loves is we have 529 plans for our kids and you can donate money directly into their 529 plan and save money for their college. Yeah. So this is not to say donate to our kids, but as the example, you can go to College Backer. Actually, College Backer has a kind of like a sign up bonus for anyone in financial residency. We don't get anything for it. Financial <laughs> financialresidency.com slash college backer. And I think you get 25 bucks when you load $25 in. But the cool thing is for birthdays, holidays, whatever it is, 
that if you have the link, so this would be like collegebacker.com slash Wyatt, you would be able to go there or any of your kids' names when you set it up. And that anyone can either put it from a credit card or a checking account, could be one time, could be ongoing, whatever they decide can actually contribute directly into the 529 plan. Normally, it is very difficult. They send you a check on behalf of the kids, then you send it in. It's just like an issue or they have to set up their own in their certain state and then go through that channel. Now you got multiple accounts to track. I love College Backer. We use it in, for us. It sits on top of Utah's My 529 plan, which has got great investment options, one of the top three, I think, in the country. But what what sealed the deal for me and I think for us is that it has that tech support basically on top of it using College Backer. And we allow like our parents, our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, even us. This is how we donate into the kids 529 plans. This actually reminded me of when we were kids and my aunt came to visit and she got us Christmas presents because she always does. And I remember she got my little brother a $50 savings bond. And this was early 90s and he was probably like six years old. The good old double E bonds, I bet. And I just remember his face because it looks like a check or like a $50 bill. And we were all just like, wow, that is so cool. And then she's like, yeah, you can cash it in in like 15 years. And his face (laughs) was just like, huh? Like, that's awesome. what do I do with this paper? And her parents were like, oh, cool. We'll put it in the safe. And he was just crushed. It went from like being so excited to just so crushed. And then they were like trying to explain bonds to us. And we're like, what is this witchcraft? Like, this is ridiculous. This is bogus. So I reached out to my little brother today and I was like, hey, whatever happened with that $50 savings bond that you got when you were six? And he was like, I have no idea, but our mom is going crazy with COVID and like cleaning everything out of the house, going through everything, which is good. I appreciate this. Then he said that he was on FaceTime with our mom this week for like an hour going through like Hard Rack Cafe pens that half the places he hadn't even been to and deciding what to keep and what to get rid of. But he has no idea what happened to this bond. So maybe it'll turn up at some point. Maybe it'll be worth more than $50 since it's probably been like over 20 years since it was purchased. It's really funny. But that's another option, too. Uh, And it's memorable. We still remember that. That's probably like the one gift that sticks out the most from our childhood. Because you were traumatized. It was hilarious. I mean, it is now. For Jordan, it wasn't. He's probably like, what? This is horrible. How dare them? Yeah. Last way to reduce waste and avoid excess stuff for your kids. If they get extra gifts that they don't need or just too much stuff, donate gifts. Just get rid of them, especially if they won't notice. When we lived in Las Vegas, people were very generous with their kids. We They were always getting presents for stuff and like tons of presents because we were around family all the time. And we had a closet of presents that we would just put all the extra stuff into. And then if we needed a gift for them for something or like we were having a rough day, we'd pull something out. But I think we ended up donating a lot of stuff just because our kids don't need all that stuff. And if they're young enough that they don't realize that they don't get it, then it worked out well. And it was much better than just opening all the stuff to play with. Well, yeah, the grandparents. So the kids were the first grandkids. So you guys can picture how that works with all the family that lived close by, always wanted to get the kids stuff. And so It wasn't like we were purposely trying to steal the fun from our kids and not give them the gifts, but you only need so many toys. And so what we did was we would, we'd put it in the closet. And then if like Taylor said, we needed one or we wanted to give one, great. If we could donate stuff, we would donate stuff. 
And if there was a gift that we needed to get for one of their friends and that we knew that they would not need this gift because they have three of the same thing, let's say, we would, you know, have that as a, what do they call that? Regifting? Yes. Yeah, we'd regift. And it was perfectly fine. The toys were great. My kids loved those toys, but they didn't need multiples of things. And it also was a way to not have playroom versus have hundreds of toys in the playroom. So, yeah. And just to be clear, they still opened all the gifts. They just had so many gifts that they didn't realize if we took some away. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation. We didn't be like, oh, you can't open this one. Yeah, here's a present for you. Nah, I'm going to swipe that and put it in the closet. No, no. They opened all of them and then they picked their favorite things to play with and then went to take their naps and they didn't realize that there wasn't as much when they came back out from their nap. Instead of 12 gifts, they had nine. Oof, watch out. All right, I'm going to end this one because I thought this was... You know, this is super clever by me. Taylor apparently does not think so, but I've used it on her. I don't know. We've been together, what, 18 years? I've used this definitely several times. But if you can't figure out what to get someone, do what I do and go, hey, guess what I got you? And then they're going to sit there and they're going to try to guess a few things. And boom, there's a few ideas of what they might actually want. So I don't know. It's worked several times on you. But that also could backfire. One time when I was little, my same aunt that got my brother the $50 bond took me shopping and she wanted to get something for her other niece. It was her husband's niece. And she was picking out these like books that had tapes to go along with them. And she wanted me to pick out things that I would like because this other girl was the same age as me. Only as a seven-year-old, I was like kind of jealous that she was buying presents for this other girl. So I picked out ones that I thought were kind of dumb. And then turns out that's what she got me for my birthday. Well, I'm not saying I use this Jedi mind trick on a seven-year-old, but I have used it on you. I haven't used it on the kids because the kids want everything. The kids are just kids, but it's definitely worked for you. Anything we get our kids, they're excited by. Hey, maybe this is a reason to buy more wrapping paper. I don't know. But like they love even just ripping that stuff apart and enjoy it more than the gift, I think, sometimes. So. Well, hopefully this was helpful for all of you. Taylor, I think you did a great job going through and detailing out how she approaches the holidays and what we do. Uh, Apparently, I learned a few things myself about what we do for the holidays. But if it isn't very obvious to all of you, we have different, you know, motivations and what is our quote unquote why and what actually excites me versus excites Taylor. And this is the give and take that kind of goes back and forth. There's things that Taylor really likes that I don't necessarily enjoy or get as much derived value out of. Example being spending $2,000 on the holidays versus $3,000 or $4,000. I want everyone to be happy and healthy and to have a good time. So I look at different ways that maybe we can save um, some cash to then put it to things that would make me happier and I think the family happier. But Taylor does a good job with balancing those things out. Apparently, I need to look more at the Target bills, though. Target bills. I shouldn't have uh, slid my little secret in there. I got it. Nailed it. Plus, she said budget like I don't know how many times. You guys can probably tell me, but she said budget quite a few times. But hopefully this is helpful. We love all of you. Please share the show. Enjoy the holidays. Be safe. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next Friday. Cheers. This is for entertainment purposes only. Do not take this as investment advice. My dad is only a fiduciary for his clients. Have a great day. Bye.